Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, 877-881-1053, truckwreck.com, fan text if you want to get in on any of our conversations. We got Corey, Mike, Alec, and me rolling with you today. I know we're going to talk about Cowboys All-Pro, but Corey, you've been talking about this the last 24 hours. How excited are you now that Lyle Collins is back in the practice squad to yes. work himself back into shape? Look, man, when it comes the to... real, se- I call him the real 71, Corey. What? <laughs> I think mine would be Mark Tuane, uh, but... Oh. Who made more money? I mean, probably Lyle Collins. Is that your determination? No, not at all. But <laughs> I was if, I'm, say, if I'm trying to make a case for Lyle Collins over Mark Tuane, that's about the only thing I have there. That okay. is that okay. is pretty much it. Yeah, no, um, I think it's good that they uh, they have backup guy available. Um, I'm not going to try and buy any spin that they put on of like he's going to be the savior of the season or anything like that. But right. you know, they they need the depth, and this is at this point in the season you're scraping the bottom of the barrel anyway. I mean, so much so that everybody wants Dalvin Cook. So right. yeah, so that's so I'm I'm sitting here Especially saying Especially Des. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's it's it's good to have the option and the in case something happens because Tyron's been relatively healthy this year. Um I mean, like to be honest, we thought probably he would miss even more this season than he's This been. is the most healthy he's been in how long? Um Five years? I was going to say six, Probably. yeah. Probably. But uh, but so, like, that's, I mean, you have to have options just in case, especially with this last game. You have to win this last game, right? Yes. This isn't one of those last games where you can just say, let's rest everybody, even though Richard Sherman thinks that the Cowboys should. But this is one of those really? games. Yeah, he, he's like, yeah, they should go ahead and rest everybody on this, on this <laughs> thing. I say if you get up 14, 17, 20 points, then you do it. That's fine. But at the beginning of the game, all right, Corey, quick question. At the beginning of the game, which opinion of Richard Sherman's do you think was more misinformed about the Cowboys? Not playing any of your starters in a game you have to win to get the number two seed, or CeeDee Lamb is not a number one wide receiver. Ooh, CeeDee Lamb not being a number one wide receiver. Okay. But, That's I mean, fair. it's a reality. You have to, you you need to win this game to achieve the goal that you've been trying to do all season. That is, separate yourself from San Francisco for as long as possible yep. and host as many games as you can. So agree, that's what agree, the Cowboys need to do. I'm with you. I, I can't imagine somebody saying you should sit out when you, especially when you look that's at a team. Crazy. The only way that I would agree with it, and I still wouldn't, is if the Cowboys were eight and zero on the road and three and five at home. And then I'd go, okay. well, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, yeah. they play way better on the road than at home. So maybe it's a, a little bit of a. Oh no! They have to play two home games in the playoffs. They've stunk at home, and they're really perfect on the road. It's the opposite for the Cowboys. Not that they're perfect, but their record is undefeated at home. And so, if you looked at it, I was getting worried before that Philadelphia debacle against Arizona. Thank you, Philadelphia, and thank you, Arizona. Is I thought, gosh, 
I really feel like the Cowboys are going to beat the NFC South winner, the division winner, but man, do we stink on the road. Yes. And so now you know that if you win against Washington, you get your first two games are at home. And then you don't know about the third game. win, of course. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you have to win, but you can't go on the road until the NFC Championship game. Yeah. Okay. So, do you think they would have? Do you think they would have brought in Collins and Wilson had, or to, for just to look at them had they not been in the position they are? Like if 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 they didn't need to win and play their starters, and like they could go out there and say we're playing nobody. If they didn't need to, do you think they would have said, you know, we're still we're still looking like this? I think the company line you're gonna get on this. Twenty four seven. Yeah, I that and also like, hey, we think we're built for a lengthy playoff run, no matter what. Like, I think you would have heard we're built for a lengthy playoff run, even if the last week or I guess several days hadn't happened, and you were still primed to be the number five seed. I still think they would give you that same, and you'd get the tired twenty four seven. And the linebacker situation too, like, is very they are depleted. They are completely depleted there. So, like, that, that is something they, right. still, they still have to keep looking. Now, Corey, I know you saw this list, and so actually you're the one who brought it up. And, Mike, I, so I wanted to kick this over to you and get your thoughts is Bill Barnwell was putting out his all-pro team because that's what really matters, especially since we don't even do the Pro Bowl game anymore, but with everyone like opting out, like it's the transfer portal in college. <laughs> the, the pro getting a Pro Bowl selection, like in terms of your resume, doesn't mean a lot. I'm sure to the player, it means a whole lot, and more power to you. But all pro, I do wonder if there are some incentives. That's that a good are point with the Pro Bowl. That's a good point, and also contractually, maybe yeah. making the Pro Bowl yeah. games means a whole lot. But from an all pro perspective, Mike, I wanted to kick it over to you first. How many all pros do you think are on this Cowboys team right now? They take two quarterbacks? Yeah, okay. And so if you want to do first and second team, correct. Dak? Second team? To Lamar Jackson? Ooh, interesting. Okay. I know I know Micah Parsons 100 percent Like that's easy. Like I was just thinking and then Okay, tell me your easy ones first. Though. All right, Micah Parsons, C D Lamb. Yep. Brandon yep. Aubrey. Nice. Because they do take first and second. Yes. Isn't there another kicker who's perfect this year, too? Uh, let me go see Harrison Butker's numbers. But still, I still think he would make it worse second team, but yeah. I do think he'll make first team. Uh, I'm going to assume Zach Martin's still one of the best guards in the NFL. Yep. And am I forgetting? Maybe. Deron Bland. Deron Bland. That's a tough one because he does have unbelievable stats when it comes to pick sixes. But do people consider him a top? Well, you'd have to be top 10, right? You'd make it if you're top 10. Is yep. that correct or Harrison no? Butker has missed some this top year. Six? So. Okay, good. Yeah, it's top six because they take three cornerbacks, first team. Okay, I guess he goes second, second team, team but okay. he'll make second team. And then Dak's going to be interesting at quarterback. If Lamar Jackson is one of them for sure, who's okay. the second? Let me pause you right there then. Okay, sorry. Because, no, no, you're really on to yeah. something here. All right, Corey, CeeDee Lamb as a first teamer. We all agree? Yep, easy. Okay. Zach Martin. He's a number one receiver in the NFL. I agree, agree, agree. Zach Martin, first team. I'm pretty sure. Right guard. Right? Not yeah. that I know all the guards in the NFL, <laughs> but I feel like he is. Yeah, who yeah. would you give the edge over? Yeah. Another guard. That yeah. makes sense. Damian Lillard. No, no, that's a basketball guard. But he does play guard, and you yeah. asked the, about the guard. You, know you didn't specify football. Fair point. 
Zach Martin, agree? Yes. yes. Micah Parsons? Yes. yes. Easy. Although that is that the most is that the most stocked area uh for potential all pros with I, with this season? I can see that cuz wouldn't you make the argument that and it's depending if you only take two edge rushers, wouldn't you make the argument that your top three defensive player of the year candidates yes. are all at that Demarcus spot? Lawrence is a pro bowler. I don't know if he's an all pro. I agree. Okay. And then Brandon Aubrey. Brandon, I mean, he hasn't missed. He's number one now yes. that I know Agreed. That the uh, Butker uh, guy has it, missed. So Bill Barnwell, and just take this for what you, what it is, but it does so show a pretty impressive array of talent. CeeDee Lamb, first-team All-Pro. Zach Martin, first-team. Micah Parsons, first-team. Brandon Aubrey, first-team. And Deron Bland is listed. Okay, good. First-team on there. Good. They have two second-team players. You had speculated about Dak. Would you like to go with that? Yeah, but I do think this last game of the year means something to to getting all, second-team All-Pro. Because there is a big game, which I'll discuss in about 15 minutes with you guys, is Miami-Buffalo. And if somehow Dak goes out and they win 24-20 to and it's another average game, uh, you know, even if it's a pretty good game, I could see where Josh Allen could jump him. Ooh, interesting. In in the second. Somebody off that I'm fascinated by. Brock Purdy? Yeah. What about Brock Purdy? That Did see he, his season's over. I'm just wondering. I don't think he's playing this week. So I do think Dak has the advantage of playing well this week and pushing himself over Brock Purdy and over Josh Allen. Because keep in mind, this is a regular season. This I don't want people to get it twisted right. and be like, oh, 49ers are the best team. This is just for regular season. I'm not disputing that whatsoever. I'm trying to think of is it Demarcus Lawrence? Is it Tyron Smith? Oh, is it Tyler Smith? Brian Anger is okay. one of them. Why do you hate punters so much, Mike? I don't care about punters. He's a really good <laughs> only, punter. Unfortunately, I know Brian Anger and I know uh, the punt god guy who's out of the NFL who never punted in the NFL. That's yes. about the only two punters I know. And, and Reggie White, Roby, I'm pretty day. sure, is out of the NFL. And so is Danny White. Yeah. Is they have Brian Anger at second team. The other second teamer is Tyron Smith. So their second oh. team, or Barnwell specifically, is second team quarterback is Brock Purdy. That's amazing that Tyron Smith is an all-pro still at this point. Like, congr- That is awesome because, look, 90% of Cowboy fans wrote him off. I'm one of them. That, there is no that, way. That there's no way he's making an all-pro or even a Pro Bowl team anymore because of his health. I, I, I'll, take the, I'll take the L on that as well. If you told me going into the season that Tyron Smith would be an all-pro, I... Don't think I would believe you. Yeah, and he's just, behind only Trent Williams, who clearly Trent Williams right. is pretty I'd say awesome. if we're going off of a seven-game schedule and just the seven games he's going to play in, I'd say there's a possibility. But unfortunately, you have to play ten other games that he probably won't be a part of. Just wanted to point out, uh, Junior Fajoko has been activated from the injured reserve to the 53-man roster for the Cowboys. He was a defensive end, linebacker kind of combo guy. Uh, pressure player, yeah. if you will. So, like we've been have we had multiple Fahokos recently? Yes. Isn't there a semi Fahoko, yes. the yes. wide receiver that somebody said was it John Lynch? He's like, dang it, you guys stole him from us. We really liked him, yeah. and I'm like, well, you he, can have him. If he you didn't want quite him. live up, but he, they swapped Deuce Vaughn there, and okay. uh, and this dude is, if you watch his film from college, he is a violent player. Like this dude just loves to to run up into a place and just ah. So he re- there's something about it that reminded me of Paul Malu and the way that he would just fly into a place 
So just keep an eye on that. Should I assume then the Dowdle is probably good it's, to yeah, go? Yeah, I would presume it, that. I, I, this is going off of a Nick Harris tweet, so okay. I don't know any more than they just swapped the, the rookies. And then how do you feel about Purdy going ahead of Prescott for second team? quarterback this is i think there's a three-team race i I mean a three-person race for this and and brock purdy dak prescott and josh allen i think is the race for second team quarterback i don't know i do think this but that's the only one that has an opportunity to do it right well he can change he can change his views i think josh allen can playing miami yeah okay if he goes and wins that division they go to the two seed can Tua change it or did the baltimore game. game against Baltimore. Yeah, that's a good question. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't feel like Tua's in the category right now of Brock Allen and Dak in whatever order you want to put those three. Now this is interesting because we get a text that says then they should go to the Super Bowl, right? And I'm looking. I I did a quick scan. I specifically focused in on the Ravens and the 49ers. And again, this is one person's opinion. But I think this goes to the idea that the Cowboys underachieve in the playoffs is if you're just going talent for talent, they have as many all pros or potentially as many all pros as any other team. And that would lend you to theoretically believe that you would make a Super Bowl run. Yeah, you should be that talented team that, you know, you get further into the playoffs and you have that opportunity. Did you you said San Francisco doesn't have as many either? I I don't think first team. Interesting. That's it because their their entire team. You feel like it yeah. should be Pro Bowlers. I mean, you think about Debo Samuel. I know his numbers. Isn't Ayuk considered now better Ayuk than him? Is, yes, but Debo is still like you fear him. They're one. Ayuk who, bit feeds off of those guys. I have a quick question for both of you. I know I'm supposed to get into football questions in a minute. Here's your first football question from me: Is Debo and Ayuk a better combo than CD and Cook? Ooh, uh, I think. Man, that's interesting. Yes, I'm. Well, who are you? Who are you voting for? I'm voting. What you just said is is Debo and then. So you're yes. voting San Francisco's yeah. two wide receivers versus Cowboys. Yeah, I'm gonna But s- it's close. Yeah, dude. and I'm gonna say no, and this might be flawed yes. thinking because I think there's a pronounced one that is a good bit better. Yeah, I think it's a tough question. That is a tough question. But the, but the, I mean, Obviously you if add you in tight end, then we're out. Yeah, then you sure. add in George Kittle, you add in McCaffrey, right. you add in the other side we were talking about, they have two they should have two pro bowlers on the defensive side in Bosa and Warner. Yep. And so like and then I think one of their cornerbacks is thrown in that mix or maybe one of their safeties. They they seem I mean they seem like they should be stacked like that. It just feels that way, especially with Purdy being in the conversation there. So I, I just, and somebody did ask Kevin, is this 2023 stats or 2024? So if you need to clarify, 2020, we're still in 2023 <laughs> in football. Gotcha. It's okay. weird. It is weird, Mike, to you be in what? that place because it'll be the 2023 Super Bowl champion. This is weird. Too. Which I have had so many arguments with people about that, and they're like, the Cowboys won the Super Bowl in 1996. I was like, no, they didn't. A game took place in January of 1996. I was like, that's great. It's for the 1995 season. So that that I, I joked yesterday about not having New Year's resolutions. I'm going to try to not get bogged down in semantical debate about dates. I don't know how well that will go. All right. But okay. we will. Uh... I mean, look, to finish off this segment, Corey, it's the second time we've seen each other this year. Oh, my God. It is only the second time. You know what? That's a fair and valid point. <laughs> 
and somebody says y'all are hilarious. That's not a tough question at all. San Francisco's wide receiver combo is definitely better. And I did say that that was the group. I think I, I, if you want to pick San Francisco, CD changed my opinion on him on him by even this year. Like if I put Brandon Ayuk as the best receiver on San Francisco. He's not a top five receiver in the NFL, and CeeDee Lamb easily is. You can put him third, fourth, or fifth. You can even put him second. Probably Tyreek Hill beats him no matter what. But I use sixth in receiving yards, right. so just right outside of it. But I do think there is it to to Kevin's point. I think there's a defined difference between the number one. Yeah. CD is better than Ayuk and Debo, and it's. I don't want to say. It's not even close, but there is a gap there. I agree. But then when you go Brandon Cook to Debo Samuel, there's a gap there, probably in number two receiver. I agree with that. Favoring San Francisco. So then your your kind of debate would be, do you want a better one and a lesser two or a lesser one and a better two? Yeah, and even with with the production there, Jake Ferguson's your number two. So like that's the Cook is still still further down than and Debo Ferguson Samuel. Ferguson is worse than Kittle. Yeah. So it's it's just a you know that trio it's, it's still good yeah that's still a, a really good trio for you. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, Mike asks all the football questions right here on 105.3 The. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. And it's time for Mike to ask some of those football questions. In 2024. Right. In 20, my first time ever there. this year to ask oh, football God. questions. Uh, Except for last segment where oh I had a good God. question. All right. I know this is going to sound like a negative question, but it is the reality of the Cowboys' last three games. Here is the question. How unimpressed 
were you with the Cowboys' last three games? The reason I ask this to you guys first is I left right before the Buffalo game for vacation. Then I came back after the Miami game, but then you guys were on Christmas vacation for that. And then we all talked about the Detroit game, which the Cowboys did win on a technicality, but they won it. So you take the last three games that we haven't been together for, Buffalo, Miami, and Detroit was a big deal. How unimpressed or hey if you want to say i was really impressed with those three games you tell me kevin i was not really impressed with those three games and my biggest concern is the struggle 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 of that offense and the reason why i wanted to say offense because i know we brought up the defense yesterday specifically their inability to stop when the game is on the line but this is an offense that was the best offense in the nfl for a big chunk of the season Now you've seen them plateau out at best at 20 points the last three weeks. Dak has struggled. The offense in general has struggled. That's a real concern for me right now. Yeah, having scored uh, less than or equal to 20 points in the last three games is not what I expect out of this offense. The fact that they still, here we are late in the season, there have been moments where we've been like, oh, is Tony Pollard back? But the fact that you still can't get the running game going and you have to rely so much on cd lamb and and doing all that that's a that's a struggle right there so that's unimpressive too can you I haven't ask, gotten better there can i ask a question inside that ask your question was tony pollard the worst cowboy on saturday night um i i will always say watch your blocking first Fair. so what you know if he's getting to the line of scrimmage and just getting stoned then how much of that is him versus how much of the, the lane is there okay you. so then so i've been unimpressed here's my next question based off of your question kevin since you asked it to Corey, i'll ask you this back percentage the run game stinks for the cowboys tony pollard is averaging four yards a carry on his 235 carries this year if you want to look at Rico Dowdle, he has 80 carries for an average of 3.9 yards per carry. Percentage of blame, the running backs to the offensive line for having a running game that obviously Mike McCarthy thinks is complete and total trash because when he needs to run the ball the last two possessions, he right. has it. Right. He's like, we ain't running. Right. We stink at it. We're going right. nowhere with it. We are passing the ball every time, even though it's a bad decision most times in this situation, he thinks it's so pathetic you can't even run late in the game. Percentage, you blame the running backs. To percentage, you blame the offensive line on this year's run game. I'm going to give 60% of the blame to the running backs, and I will tell you this, because even though I think Rico Dowdles looked good in spurts, you just hit us with the cold, hard numbers that it's 3.9 yards per carry. Tony Pollard even himself admitted that up until – Maybe a couple of games after the bye, he still wasn't feeling like himself post-injury. So, obviously, some of that falls on Tony Pollard. So, I'll go 60% running back, 40% offensive line. Um, This is interesting because I'm looking at Mike McCarthy's history of rushing yards, attempts, and all that. He's never been, like, he's, like, always bought both 15 or below in the league in attempts, yards. I mean, oh, he had Aaron Rodgers for a lot of those times. But sometimes you have a higher percentage of uh, yards per carry if you run the ball less. Yeah, and he's and this year that's it's fair. It's it, bad it's both. Down, right? yeah. They don't run as much, and every time they do run, it's 
trash anyway. I'll say there there's a it's a, a good balance of Pollard having the blame, but I, I still think that the, the offensive line has to have an attitude that we we can dominate, and I just haven't seen that from them. Do you believe that then? Like I hear what you're saying about the attitude. Do you believe they have the, I guess, I don't know, skill set to dominate? Uh yes. Okay. Um I'm not sure that their coach has asked them to do some different things this year too. So they are doing some different approaches to to what they're used to, um, and I don't know if that their technique is their favorite. Yeah, my it's opinion, like Mike if you were if they were like, hey, you need to throw a cutter, and you're like, I, I'm I, keep getting killed on this yeah, cutter. It's not cutting. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it cuts about once every four times, and that means I'm going to get crushed by this pitch if it's only 25 percent effective when I throw it. So. I look at the Cowboys run game and I say this. First of all, I think the Cowboys are making the NFC championship game. But if you are playing the Cowboys in the playoffs, you can say, hey, even with three minutes to go, we're getting the ball back. They can't run out the clock. So I think that like if we were playing a team that's this bad at running, if the Cowboys were playing a team that's this bad at running the ball in the playoffs, and I know the Cowboys run defense is a major weakness, but you'd say, hey, we can get the ball back. They literally can't run the ball yeah. three times for 10 yards. They just can't do it. And so I think the Cowboys are close to the point where most teams are going to say, if we are losing late in the game in a one possession game, we can, this is the easiest team to stop. And get a punt. Now, they can pass it for a first down, but they cannot run it for a first down. Okay, my next question is now the South. The South division in the AFC and the South division in the NFC. These are very intriguing going into the last week of the season. Right now, who is going to win the NFC South and who is going to win the AFC South? Corey, you get to go first. Kevin, you go second. I feel NFC South, I'm going to go Buccaneers. They, I Makes think sense. they play the Panthers they this do. weekend, and that sets them up. Now, that being said, the Saints do play the Falcons. Kevin, we were looking at the schedule for football. Like Every, every game seems to have some purpose here. Yeah, I, I know the number one seeds are locked up, but... Other than the top line, there's a whole lot of moving parts here. In the AFC, um, I'm going to go with the Colts. I think the Colts beat the Texans and the Jaguars fall to the Lions. and or I'm not the Lions, the Titans uh, in a weird game. And then the, the Colts end up rocking that thing. Okay. Even they give up a lot of points. I am definitely going to agree with you on the NFC South. On the NFC South, look. The Pan- the Panthers have given up. Their owner has given up. By the way, in case you wanted a fun factoid of the day, that David Tepper fine, let's say you were worth $10,000. Do you know how much that fine would be to you? $1.78. 15 cents. Oh, okay. 15 cents. So, yeah, he's really feeling that. However, in the AFC South, I'm sorry, Mike, this is not against you. I I'm going with one of the most magical stories of the season. I predict... That the Houston Texans, you pick the Colts, will figure out a you way to get Texans? this done. You're picking the Jags, aren't you? I'm hoping for the Jags. I have. <laughs> I if have, you had to pick, though, if I had to pick, if you made me bet, like I'm not saying my life, I wouldn't. Oh my god! Do it. But what you know, like bet. bet my house. If you had to bet your house on it. I'll bet the Jaguars, but I'm not excited about it. Okay. The Jaguars are favored by five at Tennessee. If As long as the Jaguars win that game, they They're are the, yeah. the AFC 
South champs. Yep. So I would I would say I think the Jaguars are going to go on the road and win, but I am not certain about it. They are a very inconsistent team. So that Texans Colts game is Saturday night. For us, it's on ESPN because ABC has quit. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, it's over. There's yeah. no more ABC. We don't have no alphabet. Uh, out of all the channels that are kind of your CBS, NBC, and ABC are the three channels that started television, as far as I know. That's that's what it is to me. Yes. One they of them is been, out. They probably called something else back in the day, but I hear you. They quit. ABC is, quit. Well, you know what's oh, weird man. is, depending on who you listen to, it's one fault or the other. Is some TV places are like, oh, ABC. They're just asking for so All much right. money, we can't handle it. So you guys are going against the Jags and both saying <laughs> that obviously well, the, sorry. the Tampa sorry, Bay Mike. Bucks beat the Carolina Panthers and win that division. Okay, my next question goes back to the Cowboys, and it goes to the MVP of 2023. Like it or not, listeners, Lamar Jackson is the MVP of 2023, and he was the MVP of 2019. If you had... To pick a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys the next five years, would you pick Lamar Jackson or Dak Prescott, and why? Okay, this is this is fun. I because you're probably about to get a five year kind of contract for Dak here. Yeah, I'm probably right. I'm probably sticking with Dak. Um, I love what he's doing with Ceedee Lamb. I do. I'm. I feel like I've seen a passer that I haven't seen in his past. I know Dax made some very pretty throws in his time, but there are other times I'm watching him. I'm like, dude, that's a throw I've never seen him make before. And I, I do believe whenever he's communicating with his team that his that the offense clicks like none other. It's a it's a rhythm thing. Once he gets into a rhythm, it is awesome. And Lamar Jackson, I just haven't seen him. And maybe to the credit of Baltimore, never seen him dominate with one receiver other than Mark Andrews. His tight ends. Yeah. So I will say that I will continue. Okay. To rock with Dak. Okay, from the two, I think it's a good question. No, it is a good question because I think my answer is going to sound kind of stupid. All right. From the two one four, Lamar, because he's better. All right. Here's the thing. I agree that Lamar Jackson is better than Dak Prescott. However, I'm going to stick with Dak Prescott just because I feel like you've catered an offense around Dak, whereas catering an offense around Lamar Jackson is going to need some personnel changes. So I'm going to stick with Dak. I hear you. I think it's a tough question because I think you have to build a unique team around Lamar Jackson, and they've done a great job in Baltimore, and they have a chance to win it all this year. They have the best team. Even when they lost their best receiver. That's amazing. By the way, when people are like, I don't think Lamar has the stats, one of the things is, and I can't quantify this, is, he has played excellent since Mark Andrews went down. That's part of the yeah. deal. That team is Lamar Jackson and their defense. And I'll give Dak this credit. I would have never thought he'd be this good with this crappy of a run game. Kind of combining this whole segment together. Because you would have thought it would have gone 14 Yeah, Robo. I would have think he would have thrown another 12 interceptions with this run game. Yeah. Because you're putting a lot of pressure on Dak to be the yard maker. And sometimes you have to be riskier in that if your run game is this crappy. And Dak has thrived even with a crappy run game. So the hope is in the offseason is that you draft a running back in the second, third round approximately. That is the next DeMarco Murray or the next guy that you – I know Zeke – hey, Zeke was good early. So, yeah, the next Zeke Elliott. But, you know, that is for the future. Okay, I guess I'll give my last question because it's very relevant to this week. 
Who are you picking to be the two seed in the AFC? It's going to be Buffalo or Miami, Miami. whoever wins that game. It's at Miami, and Buffalo is favored by three. I'm going to take Buffalo. That's the Sunday night game, by the way. I'm going to take Buffalo. By the way, in gridiron, I'll, I'll, I'll get the exact scenario. Do you know if Buffalo loses that game, they could miss the playoffs completely? So weird. So it's weird. crazy. Yeah, to have that kind of a record and possibly miss the playoffs. Or you could be the number two seed still. I'm going to go with Buffalo. I'm going with Miami. I think Miami at home takes it. They're seven and one at home. Uh, and Buffalo's three and four on the road. So I'm going to take Ooh, Miami. Miami, Buffalo. I'm going to go with Buffalo because I, maybe I'm getting way too biased on watching them play the Cowboys. I James think Buff- Cook hadn't been the same running back since that yeah. Cowboys game. I think Buffalo has a great chance to make it to the Super Bowl against the Cowboys. Well, Choppy, against I think the 49ers. I think Choppy <laughs> bet forty to one odds that Buffalo wins the Super Bowl. So, like, wow, <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, he got forty to one a couple we, weeks ago. We Holy need like twenty twenty three. Like it or not, people. Last year, I think That's the Cowboys need injuries to San Francisco to beat San Francisco, and that can happen. Not but, rooting for it. Not rooting for it. That would be the worst thing in the world. That. But I'm just saying that if the Cowboys have to go to San Francisco and they better make it that far, I, I they better make it that far. We're out of time, but how the, would they, if the, the Cowboys are going to be jinxed forever if they can't in, <laughs> oh in this God. crappy of an NFC beside San Francisco? There is a true curse on the Cowboys if they can't make it to the NFC Championship game this year. Wow. That's it. Okay, Mike believes in curses. Well, man, you tell me if this Cowboys team can't make it to the NFC championship game in three decades and and they have the two seed in this crappy of a conference, then then they are cursed. Side note, maybe relevant, maybe not. If you've seen the TV show with Emma Stone called The Curse, let me know. Oh, that was called La La Land, right? No, La La Land's a good movie, but I have not tried to watch it. I don't think I want to. Rotten Tomatoes critics? 94% 94% audience, 36%. They think it's 94% yeah. rotten? No, they think it's 94% great. Audience, 36% great. I've watched the first two episodes. I get both sides. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, the return of baseball nuggets with Mike Bassett. If you're not happy with Nate Lowe's offensive production, we look further into first basements in Major League Baseball. Next. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Now two outs, Carter the batter with the runner at third. And that one is swung on and hit deep to right. Way back there. That ball is history. The kid has done it again. Evan Carter with a laser two-run homer. 
The Rangers lead four to nothing. KSC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, and it's time <laughs> for baseball nuggets with Mike Passer. Multiple things to start off. My son uh, got me a full count Carter T-shirt for Christmas. So uh-huh. uh, when. That is in the laundry right now. Once that gets cleaned, I'll be wearing my full Count Carter t-shirt quite a bit. Second, today is Wednesday, six days from now, January 9th, here at the uh, showroom. You can give the address 4131 North Central Expressway. Yeah, you nailed it. That's, I know that because when I order food, I need to know. It's 4131 <laughs> North Central Expressway in Dallas, Texas. It's 75204, that is I believe, correct. is the zip code. That is correct. We will have the World Series trophy here for you to take pictures with. We will also have World Series pitcher who got the last out for the Texas Rangers, Josh Spores. Will be here. Josh Smith, your utility infielder from LSU. He loves talking LSU baseball too. You can ask him oh. about LSU baseball. He will be here. So, January 9th, I believe from 6 p.m. to approximately 8, 8 p.m., yeah. you will be able to take a picture with the World Series trophy. You will be able to say hello to two of the three Joshes on the team. But don't touch the trophy. Touch the trophy if you want. Obviously, Corey oh did. Nothing happened to him. supposed to say that. Yeah, Can I you imagine I if there it. was like some sort of, they make you put on a dog collar and then they put the uh, invisible uh, fence around the trophy? That's If I got the job, that's what I would do. I'd be like, <laughs> before you take the picture of the trophy, I put a shock collar on you. So if you try to touch it, you, you get shocked. I'm still doing it. I'm still going to make it. And you know what? Now it might be your fault that I knock it over because I wasn't you get shocked. shocked. <laughs> you, your, your hand pushes it. So to you, the shock would not be a deterrent. It would just be a, a reason yeah. for Mike to, to be bad at his shock. job. <laughs> okay. So I want to talk about here in Baseball Nuggets, I want to talk about first baseman in Major League Baseball in 2023. So as we head into 2024, uh, I look specifically at the Rangers' first baseman, and that would be one Nate Lowe. Now, Nate Lowe did not have his best offensive year last year. Obviously, the year before in 2022 was his best offensive year. He had 17 home runs. He had 82 uh, RBIs. He had an OPS of 775. Now, I'd like to tell you that is below average in Major League Baseball uh, in the majority of those stats for first baseman. Okay. I think he's going to be better next year. I think he could be like in between 22 and 23, if that makes sense. Like, did, will he become a silver slugger candidate? I really hope so. I hope he wins another silver slugger. Will he only have 17 home runs and 82 RBIs. I think he'll be more in kind of the low to mid-20s in okay, home runs okay. and maybe get up to 90 uh, RBIs next year. So that's what I expect. But let's look around Major League Baseball. And around Major League Baseball, last year, there were only four first basemen. I find this surprising being such a power position. There were only four first basemen last year that hit 30 or more home runs. Spencer Torkelson hit 31 home runs. Can you say his first name for me? Yeah. Spencer. There you go. All right. What did now I say, say? Now say the whole thing together. Torkel. No, no say, Torkel. The yeah, say the whole name. Together. Spencer Torkelson. You did it. That's, did I, I think do it That's wrong? the first, first time, time I've ever heard you yeah. say it right. Uh-oh. Usually you say Spencer Torkelson. Spencer Torkelson. Fine. You know what? <laughs> I know who you meant, though. Hey, he's the first overall pick from Arizona State. He needs to play better for me to get his name better. God. He strikes out a whole bunch. He had, 100, he had 171 strikeouts last year. Okay, but he did have 31 home runs. He had 94 RBIs. I'm concentrating on home runs here. Christian Walker, first baseman for the Arizona Diamondbacks, he had 33 home runs. 
Pete Alonso, big-time power hitter at first base, 46 home runs. Matt Olson had 54. There were only four first wow. basemen in all of Major League Baseball last year who had 30 or more home runs. Only four. Well, let me take it down to 25. I only add three first basemen in baseball that had 25 or more home runs. Freddie Freeman, future Hall of Famer, had 29 home runs. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who had a down year last year, had 26 home runs. And Paul Goldschmidt, I I would say a borderline Hall of Famer at this point. He's got a few more years. Like, he could make it. He might not make it. He's kind of on that, like... He'll be on the ballot. He'll definitely get votes. He won't make it the first yeah. time, but he could make it. And maybe I need to dive more into Paul Goldschmidt numbers. But he had 25 home runs. Only seven out of 30 first basemen last year had 25 or more home runs. So if you want to say Nate Lowe needs to hit 25 or more home runs, I agree. I want him to do that. But it's surprising when you look at around Major League Baseball the low number of guys who are power hitters at that position now. Is there a group of maybe it's shortstops that shift the balance or a year range where you think that really changed? That's a great question. I would need to go back in history. Hanley Ramirez is, in my opinion, when it started. Uh, And I'm not saying that, like, First basemen weren't doing it. But the whenever it's – and the Ian Kinsler time, too. Whenever this? I, no, I'm, I'm hearing Whenever you. shortstops and second basemen yeah. started hitting more home runs, I think that's when I, the first baseman became okay. less of a thing. I just clicked back to 2019 okay? because I can do that here. So 2019, how many guys do you think at first base hit 25 or more home runs? If I just told you seven in 2023. 11. In 2019, right before COVID. Okay, 11. Uh, I'll go nine. 17 guys Holy had 25 crap. or more home runs. Was that a different that's was that, that was still, different time? That's the yeah, that that's was the four years angle. All right. How about 30 or more home runs from 2019? Now that you know 17 oh, hit 10. 25 or more. Uh I'll I'll stick with 9. 11 guys hit 31 <laughs> is 31 or more. But you had Pete Alonso at 53. Now there was a big drop off from that then Freddie Freeman 38, Josh Bell from Jesuit 37. 36 from Matt Olson, 35 from Mike Moustakis, 35 from Trey Mancini, 34 from Carlos Santana, 34 from Paul Goldschmidt. You can keep going down the list. Isn't it interesting? So if I just go back to 2019, I couldn't click on 2020 because of the short season. But if I just go back to 2019, 17 guys had 25 or more home runs and now only seven last year. Had 25 or more home runs. You go to 11, had 30 or more. And last year, four guys at first base had 30 or more home runs. The power numbers in 2023 just dropped off tremendously from just a few years ago of what first basemen were doing. So I understand maybe the frustration last year with Nate Lowe's power numbers based off of the history at first base. But in a weird way, last year – first base just lost a lot of offensive pop from where it had been just in I'm looking at 2019 can I ask you a, a I don't think it's a weird question I don't you might not think it connects at all do you think overall defense has gotten better at first base Daniel Lowe's did for yeah, sure yeah for sure his but it, did but I mean Vlad he, is not good at okay. it Pete Alonso's not good at it because, and those are premium what that, you'd think of premium first base and that was one of the positions obviously you know DH can be there as well right. is where you would just stick somebody who hits a lot but is not great defensively so I wasn't 
I was no, just you're curious right. if you're like right. first base got better defensively at all. I think there's always been a big mix of defensive first baseman, if that makes sense. There's a mix of really bad defensive first baseman, to your point. I'm not saying he was really bad. I never thought Frank Thomas was a good first baseman. Okay. But he's one of the greatest first base hitters of yeah. all time. There's nowhere else like, to put him. Yeah, you could put him late Maybe in his DH, career. Yeah. He DH with Toronto or whatever. But when he was with the White Sox, he was their first baseman. And they're like, we'll live with his defense because of what he does offensively. But to your point, yeah, I do think there are some guys that have really great hands at first base. And then there are some guys that like Pete Alonso and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. come to mind of we can live with their defense sure. because of their offense. So I just wanted to point that out for Nate Lowe. He needs to get better next year in 2000. Like out of all the things that happened, unbelievable year in 2023, we are the world champs. Mm. Nate Lowe well, yeah, was something at the end of the year. I think people were a little bit disappointed with his first base offensive numbers. And I'm telling you, yes, they were below average. If you look around Major League Baseball, they were below average. 17 home runs, 82 uh, RBIs. I believe he had 89 runs scored. I'm trying to pick up his name real quick. Yes, 89. How about this? Only two guys, Matt Olson and Freddie Freeman, were only two. They're two first basemen who had 100 runs scored or more. Only two. That's wild. RBIs. RBIs would be, okay, well, they can't run. They're slow because they're first baseman. I get it. You usually put people at first base. They're usually slower guys. That You take them, like, I can't put them in the outfield. They're too right. slow to play in the right. outfield. I'm putting them at first base. Four guys last year had 100 or more RBIs. Out of all first basemen in baseball, 100 RBIs, if you think of Marcus Simeon at second base, leading off, had 100 RBIs in a leadoff spot. So That's he's crazy. he's relying on seven, eight, and nine-hole guys to get on base to, to drive in. Most first basemen are batting second through fifth in your lineup. Somewhere in that, I know Nate Lowe doesn't uh, consistently. You know, he'll bat, bat further down in your order, but... Only four guys, Freddie Freeman, Christian Walker, Pete Alonzo, and Matt Olson had 100 or more RBIs, and that's it. So, anyways, I wanted to point out Nate Lowe. I think he's going to get better for you in 2024. He didn't have a, a great year last year offensively, but first base really stunk offensively last year if you just look at what first base used to do yeah, in the game. That is very fascinating. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 